नमो नारायण ओम 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 नमो Dwell in your heart, because you remember him there. He dwells everywhere, but he dwells more consciously there where he is remembered. Think of God all the time. You know, I was in the hospital last February, and, uh, well, because I'm recording these things for many months, I should say February of 2004, and... Uh, there was a doctor who came to me. I was stretched out flat on my back and hardly conscious. And he said, sir, I would like your advice. You know, doctors don't usually come to you for advice. But he said, uh, I, I want to be honest. I want to be truthful. I want to follow Sanatana Dharma. I believe in yoga principles. And uh, he said, I have a son in college in Canada. How can I be honest and truthful always? without sometimes cutting a little bit of corner um, and uh, succeed. And I said to him, or tried to say to him in my semi-conscious state, you know, you'll be much more successful if you are dharmic always. Yatta dharma tata jaya, whatever you do that is in tune with truth, you will find that it attracts truth. Well, unfortunately, I was not an example of success lying there practically unconscious. So the next day I was still somewhat unconscious, but I had to wake up enough to have lunch. And uh, at lunch I was saying to a friend, I would like to write a correspondence course. That's what's needed in India. Material success through yoga principles. I have spent many months writing that course and I think it's important. If you want information about it, do. Send for it, because I think it is what India needs today. Not just India, but India perhaps particularly. We need to live by spiritual principles, and that is the trouble with modern mentality. And, you know, I'm not an American. I just happen to have an American body. I'm the disciple of a great Indian guru. That's who I really am. But I don't feel identified with any country. Still... I say this, since so many people in this country and in India are drawing on American values, for God's sake, draw on the right ones. You go to the malls here and you hear that same restless Western music. Yeah, there was a picture in one of the shops there in a mall nearby where this uh, man looks Australian, he may be English, and he's putting something on his 
car and he's looking as if that's just about the last straw. That kind of attitude, this toughness. Listen, if you want to go on for millions of incarnations, go ahead, I'm not even talking to you. If you want to do something about your own spiritual life, and that means your own happiness, because that man didn't have any happiness in his eyes. If you want to find what everybody in the world wants, learn to live by spiritual principles. You won't find them in anything else. Listen, I have lived in big business. My family was in big business. My father was the first geologist for Europe in the largest company in the world, ESSO, Standard Oil of New Jersey. I saw all those people. I didn't see happiness there. It drove me to God. I had the karma to realize that was not what I wanted. And as soon as I read Autobiography of a Yogi in New York, I took the next bus across America to Los Angeles where my guru was living. And I never thought I'd ever say these words to anyone. I, the first words I addressed to him were, I want to be your disciple. And he taught me that we must love others, but we must love God in them. And that's what I want to talk about here in this beautiful book that I have com I've compiled of sayings or conversations with Yogananda because I spent three and a half years with him. He said, my master, Sarikteshwar, once asked me, do you love people? I answered, no, I love only God. That isn't enough, he replied. Later he asked me again, do you love people? I smiled blissfully this time and said, don't ask me. He could see that my love now was too broad to be spoken about. This time, therefore, he only smiled. The way to love God, really, is to understand that God is in everyone. God isn't just in uh, the statues, the idols, the images. God just isn't just in great saints. God is in every blade of grass, and that means that he's in every tuggy, he's in every um, gunda, he's in everybody. Uh, because everybody in the world is looking for that one thing and they don't know what it is. They think they want happiness. Everybody in the world wants happiness in one way or another, sometimes only to escape from suffering and so they commit suicide. But the real desire of all life is to escape pain and to find happiness. The thing is, most people make the mistake of thinking that happiness lies in things. And so they think that they will get rich uh, and then they will be happy. Some of the richest people in the world are among the most miserable. I have said before about how um, Howard Hughes, who, when he was alive, was the richest man in the world, or at least said to be, and that uh, he was very reclusive. He became extremely paranoid. Imagine with all his wealth, all his happiness, he became so worried about defilement of this sort and the other. And... Uh, so one time a newspaper reporter, just a week before he died, managed to get through to him. He asked him this one question. Have you found happiness? Howard Hughes said, Nah, I can't say I've found happiness. His very tone of voice said it. You don't find happiness in things. You don't find happiness in big buildings. You don't find happiness in a big bank account. Nor do you find happiness like a... Uh, 
um, criminals shooting people to get their money, taking. The more you can expand your ego, the happier you are. The more you can feel that it isn't mine, it belongs to everybody. The more you can feel that God is in everybody. It's such a lovely experience to have, to look at complete strangers and see, see, there's God. He's as much in you as in you, as in everyone. God is equally everywhere. Somebody said to me, to me one time, why did your guru show such special love for his chief disciple, Rajashi Janakananda? I said, he didn't have special love for anybody. A yogi doesn't. But he could express that love because Rajashi could understand it. Most people, had he shown that kind of love to them, would have become a little proud. We want to reach the point where God is loving God, as he said. I had a lovely experience. I have related it before. This was quite a few years ago. I was visiting Paris, and it was on my birthday. And uh, I wanted to celebrate by going to a concert, which I'd seen advertised in the papers. And so I reached the door. It was in a big church. I reached the door of the church just as they were closing it, and the man was saying, I'm sorry, there's no more room. And I said to him in French, but it's my birthday. And he said, ah, alors, entrez, bienvenue, you're very welcome. And uh, so he put me inside, but the audience was completely full, so he had to put me uh, on the stage, you might say, behind the altar, so that I and a very small handful of people were facing 700 people in the audience. Well, the music was so beautiful and so well played and with so much joy, I just felt bliss. And I suppose it showed in my countenance in some way. At any rate, later I was on the subway, the metro as they call it, and a, an old woman came up to me and she said, do you remember me? I said, well, no. Uh, she said, but I was in the audience, as if I could recognize her out of 700 people. But you know what had happened was that she had felt my joy in such a way as to feel there was a personal communication between us. Now that is a sweet thing. She sat down and she began asking me, telling me problems in her family and asking what suggestions I might have to help resolve these problems that her own daughter was not being kind to her and the sort of things that happen in a worldly family. Listen, no one is your own. God is your own. Don't forget it. People say, well, if I give my life to God, what will my mother say? What will my father say? All right, so next life you'll have the same question. What will my mother say and what will my father say? And a thousand lives, it'll be another thousand fathers and mothers. It'll all be the same. What is the use? You have one father. I know my guru used to say, one time I said to my father, he said, you have no father. I, say, I mean, my heavenly father, he said, that's better. He didn't disrespect the family, but he wanted us to remember if we had given our lives to God, God was our father, God was our mother. You have to have a certain firmness. Otherwise, if you're lukewarm and wishy-washy, you won't get there. So, yes, have that understanding that God is in all and in that way love them. If your love is particular, it will be a particular kind of love. I love her because she's so sweet. Okay, then will you be able equally to love somebody who insults you? No, you won't. But if you love God, you will love God whether he's sweet, whether he's uh, sometimes the one who is insulting you is doing you a lot more favor. Remember, 
He disciplines you also. If you, the more you have that consciousness that he is your only reality, the more he will teach you through other people too. And many times, I, I don't feel well. I'm the founder of this large organization. I have a, a thousands of people following me, etc., etc. I never think that way. It's all God's. And sometimes if somebody who's just a little child will come to me and say, say something that uh, is a correction, I will say, thank you. I don't care to prove myself to be genuine. I'm just me. Doesn't, I don't matter to myself when people say, I like to be around you. I say, listen, I'm the one person I'm trying to get away from. Don't, don't get bound by your ego. But the more you can understand that God is in all, and I love God in all, the more you can see that you can love everybody. And it's not less love. It's a much greater love. Impersonal love means not to be less loving toward the individual, but to have less personal consciousness in it, feel rather God is loving them through me. That is impersonal love. This is what I saw in my guru. I used to pray to him, help me to love you as you love me. And he saw me the next, um, well, several days later, and he said, how can the little cup hold the whole ocean? How could I, with my little love, even conceive of the kind of love he was giving? It was oceanic. Love God with God, in God. That's what the meaning of this song is that I want to sing to you here. It's called The Shawl of Gold. It's based on a, an old Christian tradition that uh, when you really give with love, that you give to Christ. And Christ is Krishna, and Krishna is God, and God, all is God. When you give with that consciousness, God is giving through God. As my guru said to me once, or to us once, when we were serving him, God is serving God. That's his drama. Joy to you. A poor little girl walking in the cold Her clothing all tattered and thin Spied a rich man standing outside a church Outside a church, outside a church Spied a rich man standing outside a church the service about to begin. Kind sir, she said, here an orphan child, the cold winds of winter have come. I've no place to live, not in all the world. Oh, help me find work in some home. The rich man frowned, don't you hear that hymn? Good people have gathered in prayer. It's a day for worship, impious girl. Impious girl, oh impious girl. It's a day for worship, impious girl. 
Don't speak here of earthly affairs He walked off and entered the holy church The girl wandered down the cold street And there all at once she beheld a small boy No jacket, no shoes for his feet His clothing was shabby, as worn as her own. He shivered against a closed door. Alas, he cried, none will take me in. Take me in, none will take me in. Alas, he cried, none will take me in. Though I'm starving and cold, for I'm poor. Seeing him, she cried, how I feel for you. It's bitter with no friends to live. Here, please take my shawl. It's all I can spare, though it's shameful so little. To give. She wrapped him all up in a flimsy cloth and kissed his cold forehead and smiled. Suddenly, oh, warmth like a summer breeze. Summer breeze, like a summer breeze. Suddenly, a warmth, like a summer breeze, encircled this poor girl and child. And a tender voice said, My daughter, I'm here. No more shall you weep without friends. For in yonder church there's no love like yours. Those with pure hearts, their needs I attend. My child, all men's sorrows would turn to joy. If they knew that to share is no loss For its kindness softens the human heart Human heart, the human heart For its kindness softens the human heart I know I who died on the cross Worship means but love, and my love you've found By your gift to me here in the cold And she saw their clothes were now woolen and warm And the shawl was now spun of fine 